Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Come on, guys. One more minute. Hear that? It's the sound of rewards points in use. Because when you transfer credit card balances from your holiday spending to the ESL Rewards Visa Signature Credit Card, you earn points to accumulate and redeem for cash back to help shape up your finances. A special 12-month intro rate also saves you money on balances transferred from higher rate cards. So make the ESL Rewards card your go-to choice every day. Apply online at ESL.org slash Visa. Membership subject to eligibility. ESL is an equal opportunity lender. Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live is the standing eight count, and it starts now. Before the first round, I'll make a back down. I'm coming for the ground, and no, we don't back down. I'll beat the track down, screaming loud, the crowd's gonna react. Wow, pound for pound, I'm the best in the game, man, hands down. The way I stand out ain't looking for a handout. I'm undisputed, gassed up, and never ran out. I'm underrated, undefeated, and look the brand this is Boxing Talk. I think they got a show. What is it? Standing eight count? That's what we're doing? I, I think so. <laughs> we got a triple header that we are triple header that we're going to go over from uh, ESPN on Saturday night. Top rank boxing. The uh, the iconic Bob Arum was talking with Don King the entire time. And I used to tell you what, if they kept putting that over about these guys working together and how amazing uh. it was, I was probably going to puke. <laughs> It was entertaining to watch the uh, the the De La Hoya Trinidad press conference when, when Don King just keeps chanting "Viva Puerto Rico," and uh, and Bob Arum just sitting there like this isn't needed. I don't know why you keep doing this. <laughs> he looks so annoyed in that uh, that old man get off my lawn style. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man! But they they were they were some good fights, some really good fights here. Uh, we we may talk some news uh, up and coming uh, things going down in the sport if we have time, uh, but we have a great rewatch for you all tonight that we're going to do. Um, we're going to kick the break at the top of the hour and then come back and we're going to watch Ali Fraser's three from 1975. Uh, I've never seen it, and I frankly don't really know who wins the fight. I have a guess, but I'm excited, Elijah. You watched it, you said, a long time ago? Yeah, when I was a kid. It was, like, probably when I was, like, 10 or 11 or something. So it was it was quite some time ago. So this will be interesting. It's It'll be a fun fight. It's our first time we're really going throwback, throwback. Um, we had a couple other options that we had talked about. We, we decided to go this route. I did, as an honorable mention, uh, 
post in our group chat. Uh, Ivan Branchuk versus Shadi Shar Shar or Shawarib, I think was his name. Uh, that fight has the most like I've never had ill feelings towards a human being in hopes that they're okay. Um, after we discussed last week how the beast is always trying to punch you as hard as he can, uh, it is very. Uh, very evident in what he does to this human being. Uh, the fight only lasts about two minutes, which makes it even worse. Elijah, maybe on your on, on our first commercial break, you, you should watch it. Uh, it's it's so gross. Uh, what happened to this man? So that's a little fun rewatch for uh, another time. But yeah, we're gonna. Long story short, as I just wind and keep talking here, uh, Fraser Alley three. I'm I'm excited though uh, to check it out. Uh, it, should be, it should be great. Yeah, it's it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. It's 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 something nice that we've never done. Uh, not doing something recent. So we'll get into all that here. I'm going to shut my mouth because I'm just talking a lot because I'm tired. I'm gonna go make myself a cup of coffee. While I'm doing that, I want you guys to take a take a listen to the to the great people that help us out here, uh, including FML Solutions. Uh, give them a listen. We'll be right back with the ESPN results from Top Rank Saturday night. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Most people would consider this Illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, so the sound radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio TuneIn, and more. We are Strong Style. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of the Pop Culturist on the Strong Sound Media Network. 
inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, Search Bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. But if you actually wanted boba, it's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Are you ready for some uh, some dip set anthems on our songs tonight? <laughs> nope. 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 Um, well, that's fantastic. So I had an issue. So I'm going to be watching this Ali Frazier three on YouTube. Okay. Because for some reason it's not on my on demand here. So. Oh, did it just so we'll, leave or something? I don't know what's going on, but it's just it didn't come up on my on demand. So um I I have it to where though this I muted it, so I'm gonna be watching it without sound. Okay. So um I guess we just have to try and figure out how we're gonna sync this up. Um that'll I'll, that'll work. Where do you wanna where where do you wanna sync it up to? Like where should we start at? Like right when they get um. in the ring? Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll talk during commercial. Um, oh, okay, sorry. And we'll, no, no, you're good. You're good. I'm glad you let me know, so I'm not like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, and I start jumping into it, and you're like, hold up, dude, we got we got problems. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, we'll just we'll um when we go to our last break, we'll uh we'll we'll talk and we'll we'll get it paused up and we'll we'll make it work. I'm uh I'm excited for it. No, but uh. Let's let's go into these fights on Saturday night here. Top Rank gave us three really fun fights. Uh, ESPN once again delivered, as we saw last, you know, two weeks ago, that Quig Valdez Jr. fight that Valdez had to, had to get his jaw wired shut. I don't know yeah. if you saw that, Elijah, which is insane. Yeah, no, he he had a broken jaw. <laughs> uh, we got we got two more bangers that went the distance. One of them, I had it way more one sided than the judges did. Uh, so I was, that's why I wanted to kind of get your input on it. And I'm glad that that was our opener, but, uh, Alexander Gvozdik, uh, excuse me, defeats Mehdi Amar from France to win the WBC interim light heavyweight championship. Um, first thing let's, let's, we'll get to is obviously why is there an interim title? Well, interim coming out because of the inactivity of one Adonis Stevenson, um, who is as Elijah, you know, in, in great terms, has put 
uh, Adonis Stevenson's whining into a very good parody, which is always entertaining. Thank you for that. Uh, giving me your Stevenson rendition earlier. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it sounds so, so, I'm the real champ. Like, uh, you know, we've, we've complained about I don't like to defend guy. my title. <laughs> I don't like to defend my title. He's, he's like an NBA oh, tough guy. <laughs> yes, he hasn't had a mandatory defense since 2013. He continues it's, it's to duck and handpick. Too. It's mm-hmm. crazy because he is a talented fighter. Like, yeah, like I don't know what I don't know what he has to be worried about. Maybe you know, maybe he just and I and I and I say this loosely because obviously I don't think anybody does, but maybe he just really doesn't like to get hit. And who knows. You know, fighting a guy that's dangerous, he's not going to be comfortable in there, and he's going to get going to be vulnerable. Like I, if and if that's the case, you know, it makes sense why he would never fight Kovalev because Kovalev would, if Kovalev was able to knock Ward down, there I don't I don't know if Stevenson's shin's going to hold up against that, but we'll never yeah. see the fight, so it's not even you know at this point, um, you know at, in, at this point in the division, you know we've seen. We've seen Kovalev have his his prime fights. I'm sure we've seen Stevenson have his prime. I'm, and I'm not saying Kovalev's going to be done, but Bavol and Better Biev are two guys that are really, really taking that division by storm. And then we get Mr. Gavozdik, who I actually gave 120-108. I scored all 12 rounds for him to win the fight. Um, I think most judges had it eight or nine rounds, or nine or ten rounds for him, but I... I just didn't didn't logically see any way that Mediabar won any of the rounds. I know he put that, you know, he 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 cut his his eye, and they kept trying to get Gvozdik's eye taken care of. But I mean, every time he'd land a shot, he'd eat three or four back on a combo. I mean, what did you think of the yeah. overall performance of this fight from the, the two fighters? Oh, it was. It was a pretty one-sided fight. I mean, Amar was game, and he's a tough competitor, but Vozik uh, clearly won the fight and was clearly the the much better, way more skilled fighter in this one. It was pretty much a no-doubt performance. I, I just mean, the I, combination I, punching. Mm-hmm. Like, the combination punching was just insane, just like you were saying, like, one punch, three or four comes back. It's like, what do you do? It uh, it it definitely felt like, like I mean, he he definitely hung around in the fight. I mean, that's that's a yeah, that's an obvious thing. I mean, he went the distance, but he just I don't know. I didn't I didn't see him. He ever was outclassed. Threat. No, he was that's totally outclassed. And he, he, he was eating so many shots, and Gvozdik was throwing with such an accuracy. I think he threw like six 700 punches, but he landed at like a 35% rate, which is insane to think about. I got I got the uh, the copy box numbers up now. Um, Gvozdik landed 256. He threw 960 for 27%. Jeez. Amar landed 135 and threw... Um, five thirty six and had like a twenty five percent. Yeah, but I, I mean, just, like it's just he ate so many. He ate a hundred more punches. Yeah, and it's just one guy like 
coming forward, like trying to hit, like trying to get one shot in on him, like trying to take him out with one shot. And, you know, he would maybe, he would hit him every once in a while, but he was constantly just getting peppered with like three, four or five punches after throwing like one punch. (laughs) (laughs) It It was like, he'd worked so hard to just hit him with one shot that, he he'd eat enough where it was like, okay, well, I guess now I'm going to have to go back and try to figure out another way to get in there only to, you know, take, you know, two, three more with pappings. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was clear the dominance here. Um, as the interim champion, I'm assuming if Stevenson gets by Badu Jack, he would finally fight uh, a leader Alvarez. Who I believe, believe was his, uh, is mandatory. No, he won't fight a leader if, Alvarez. Then they'll be like, you should fight Vodzik. And then he'll have to fight Vodzik. <laughs> and Alito Alvarez will get passed over again. <laughs> well, so let's, let's look at that fight then. Do you, do you see in the performance that he put out last night, Vodzik having a chance to beat Adana Stevenson? Oh, definitely. He has a chance. Um, he can punch, and he's and he's skillful. I mean, Adonis Stevens does does kind of have a suspect chin, um, but I would have to say my favorite to me probably would just be Stevenson, just mm-hmm. because he's a champ and stuff. But oh, Bozic definitely poses a threat. So. And you know, he's another guy who I believe that was his fifteenth pro fight. Um, you know, these, these guys are, are getting such opportunities with such skill as, you know, and we kind of power out a little bit over the phone, but, you know, as you said, the, you know, the training camps now are so advanced and, you know, your sparring partners and your ability to work out and your amateur fights that you get to have so much more like, you know, we talk, you know, when we talk about Michael uh, Conlon later, you know, you, you compared it to Lomachenko barely any fights, but he's already doing this. You know, we mentioned better be better be and Bivol on the phone, you know, 12 fight guys. Do you think this is kind of the new wave now? And it's not so much about having 35 fights experience before you get into a shot because you're so seasoned and ready. You know, it could be, I mean, it just training for ath- athletics nowadays is just different. And, these guys are just trained better and they're just better at a younger age because of the training to me. So I think, I think it's definitely a trend that you're kind of seeing in all sports. Yeah, that's a good, that's very true. Even when, you know, like when you mentioned all sports, cause you know, these kids coming on basketball, even, even one that is always stands out to me now is if you look at the NHL back in the day, you know, guys were, in in the minors for five six years before they come out and you know actually played in the league, you know now you get a ton of these kids coming right out of the draft because they're so skilled. Connor McDavid, yeah, uh, you know you, Austin you look Matthews. at Austin Matthews. That's a Patrick Line. Um, one that one that I've looked at is you know the New Jersey Devils had the number two pick in the draft last year and now they're a playoff team after they got Nico Heshire. So it's like these kids are playing immediately and they're playing so well that 
Yeah, I think we're going to get more of a trend of this. I think we're going to see a lot more of these kids coming up. And it, and it seems to me, too, that these European fighters are, being, are, are starting so young and getting so many fights under their belt that that's why it's – I think that's why a lot of the, you know, Ukrainian and Russian fighters are so skilled so quick. And yeah. You know, it's it's you look at the, you look at this exact division. You know, we mentioned Vodzik, but then you look at the the other two kids that are champions. They're both Russian, Bivol and Better Bia. Yeah. Um. So I think you know I think it's that that culture too, and it's and it's great. I'm not gonna lie. If we're gonna keep getting these dudes, you know, as as we you know mentioned once already, Michael Conlon, 24 years old. If we're gonna get these guys fighting on big fights on TV you know, eight years sooner than we normally would. We're just going to get so many more fights over the, over the longevity of their careers that are going to be worth a damn that we're going to keep ESPN restructured with top rank and added more dates to their calendar this year because it's doing so well. Yeah. Like just speaking of the amateurs, like some of the guys you were mentioning, like doesn't, doesn't Lomachenko have like 400 amateur fights and like Golovkin, like, had like hundreds of amateur fights. Like, oh yeah, he he's got. I, I wonder if I'll, I'll try to get an exact number, but yeah, he's had a ridiculous amount of amateur fights. You know, look at Golovkin. Didn't he have upwards of that too? Yeah, I think he, he had hundreds of amateur fights, and Lomachenko, and Shout even some of the like some some of the Cuban Cuban and like Puerto Rican fighters too have. Uh, like huge amateur like pedigree, so. Um, let's see, my my phone, my my phone decided to autocorrect of the seal to. Yeah, he had three hundred. He was three ninety six and one, uh, in his Jeez. amateur career, Lomachenko. Uh, and, and the guy that beat him to... probably doesn't even box anymore. <laughs> Albert Selimov. Says which was avenged <laughs> <probably> twice. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know who that guy is. Um, but it's you know it's it's my yeah my phone decided to correct the seal to best eye. Thank you, uh, thank you, Samsung. <laughs> it's it's just becoming a trend, and I think like you know like I said it's it's exciting because we get to see these guys so much quicker instead of, you know, all right, making his debut in America, you know, when they showed um, that Medi or when, when uh, Medi Amar was out there, this is his first fight on us television. And he has had like 27 fights or 23 fights. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's cool, but you know, look, look at, you know, Naoya Inoue. Yes. He hasn't had a lot of fights, but we're already getting him in America. It's not like, it's not like it's going to be, you know, 80, you know, 38 fights before they finally put him on American television like Chocolatito was. Yeah. You know, Jorge Polanco suspended 80 games, breaking news for the Twins. That's great. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, Bozic gets the, the interim strap. He moves, he moves on to, uh, we assume, would be a fight with Stevenson if uh, Leader Alvarez continues to not get his fight. <laughs> <laughs> Next one we had, <coughs> excuse me, a 140 pound light um, junior junior welterweight 
I believe it was, uh, fight between Jose Ramirez and Amir Imam. This was for one of the 140-pound titles that Terrence Bud Crawford vacated when he moved up to 147. Uh, this was this was for the the WBC version of the Junior World right? But this was a hell of a war. Um, I went 117-111. I gave Ramirez nine of the 12 rounds. And by the end of it, Amir Mom just started getting kind of frantic. And I don't know, we, we kind of talked a little bit. I gave him the first round. I mean, I, I had a 3-2 going into the sixth round here. Um, but, you know, we kind of, in our pre, pre-fight, pre-fight show prep, we both kind of expressed our thoughts that Amir Imam, maybe he's just not this superstar that everyone thought he was going to be. You know, he, you mentioned yourself. He just, he looked, he looked uneasy. He looked like he was struggling. I don't know. What, what's your take on this fight here? Um, I just, he just, to me, he just doesn't, fight like he used to he used he used to be more to me i used to feel like he had more of a boxing like kind of style now i feel like he like putting his punches together and kind of using his jab and stuff but now i feel like he's just like head hunting head hunt started becoming a headhunter looking for that one big punch and it's like he's leaving himself wide open to get tagged back when he misses and i don't know if his first loss kind of put it in his mind that he has to start like trying to finish guys off because, you know, his first loss, he was winning that fight pretty convincingly. And then he got knocked out like kind of unexpectedly. So, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's just, he's fighting differently. And he's not fighting his fight. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. No, you look back on, you know, almost four years ago, the Jordanus Ugas fight, guy that we've we've seen recently, who's definitely becoming a player in this division, he got a victory over him, unanimous decision yeah. victory. I think it was on like a Showtime, like the new gen- generation type card. But he, mo- you know, he got the uh, Fidel Maldonado Jr. win, the Walter Castillo win, got that Super Americas Continental Light, you know, one of those crazy titles that they make. And then he fought Adrian Granados, got not, uh, TKO'd out in the eighth eighth round, and it's just kind of been it's just kind of been different because he's he's had three fairly un unrecognizable opponents. Um, you know, Jose Vidal Soto, I've never heard of him. Wilfredo uh, Asuna, I I've never heard of him. This guy was sixteen and nineteen, by the way, that he fought after Granados, sixteen yeah. and nineteen. Uh, the Vidal Soto guy was twenty six and twenty three, and then he beats Johnny Garcia who was nineteen and five. Then he gets his shot at this title, and you know, put up a decent fight until they got to the last four rounds, got completely all classed. Yeah, yeah. I I I was I, that the Granados fight was a fight that he was up that I was talking about, wasn't it? And then he like. He got knocked like, out. Yeah, and I was just like, I was just trying to clarify because I thought that was a fight that I, I, I was pretty sure that that's the fight I was talking about where I just kind of feel like he's kind of changed his style up. But 
Yeah, I mean, he's just, to me, he was just not really boxing well and trying to land that one big punch, and the other dude was just countering him and landing more punches, throwing better combinations, and it just, it was a good fight, but it was a pretty one-sided fight, in my opinion. So, And this this was a definite welcome to the world performance uh, Jose Ramirez or as we always uh, we always like to say and if you don't know now you know cuz he he came and showed out uh he he made the most of this this opportunity and took it so now we got him uh Cairo Relic and Mikey Garcia with three of the four titles Flanagan's fighting for the other one very shortly where do you put Jose Ramirez in this whole puzzle at 140, Elijah. He's a player. Um, his next fight's probably going to be pretty big because he's probably going to be taking on like a top a top level guy now. So he's at that stage where he can either go even further up or he could go way down. So. To me, he's definitely he's definitely in, in the conversation. He's a player, so um, I'm just kind of pulling up ESPN's rankings at 140 to see where they had everything. Uh, Jose Ramirez wasn't even in their top ten, so he was definitely on the the unknown. But he he definitely showed out in this performance to the point that right now I. I I don't know if I put uh, if I if Ricky Burns is ahead of him anymore. You know, he, well, Burns had some wars, but that's that's yeah. I guess a different story. And another guy, another guy that lost, yeah, that lost yesterday. That is a pretty big name that got beat up pretty pretty convincingly. Uh, Felix Verdejo. Yeah, and he he, he uh, lost. Was that on like FS1 or something? I th- I believe so, yeah. I totally didn't tape those. <laughs> so that's another <laughs> So that's another guy that's like kind of down now. Like you know, since I mean, you can't really take much away from him for lo- from losing to Crawford, but I mean, that's last night was like a shocking like loss for for Verdejo. So so that I mean, yeah, definitely probably, moves him out. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw Rancis Bartolome get smoked. I, I think that steps him down. Felix uh, Felix Diaz, his last fight was was Crawford, and he lost. So, I mean, it doesn't really yeah. say much. Um, two guys that are kind of in the middle of this division. I don't want to say in limbo. Because, but I'm really, I'm really wondering where they're going to go. And this, this gentleman actually fought last night, Antonio Orozco. He was on that that card on the 16th, that Friday you were talking about. I'm assuming Orozco won. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, like I said, I completely forgot to watch these fights. And then um, Edward Troyanovsky, who's still sitting there, he, they got him ranked four. He hasn't fought since November. He doesn't have a fight scheduled, but he's high up in this division. Uh, he was actually three until Prograis knocked him, knocked him to the fourth spot. But this is another guy who I, I see sit there with Troyanovsky, and it's like, do they slot him in with with one of these these three champions right away, 
or are we still tr- we'll, we still needed to get him on TV more. So it's kind of wide open. I think if you're in 140, now is the time to kind of get in where you fit in, as they say, because you know with with the belts all getting vacated, it opened the it opened the door just like when Ward vacated, it opened up the 175 division where we started seeing these new stars. Yeah. Um, obviously. Obviously, with Jose Ramirez, he's he's going to have some rec- some name recognition to, to start getting out. Um, as you said, you know he should oh, start getting the bigger fights. I I goofed up. Felix Verdejo, I was I I got Felix Diaz and Felix Verdejo confused. Oh, gotcha. Felix Felix Verdejo is a super talented dude. So yeah, like I got those two mixed up when I was like, when I was talking like Felix Diaz and Felix Verdejo are two totally different guys. Obviously Verdejo actually is like one of the top, like kind of up young, up and coming fighters. So, so yeah, so that was, that was my bad. So who did, who, who beat him? Um, this guy named Antonio Lozado jr. Does it do you, do you have up if um, that Antonio Orozco fight? I'll pull it up. He fought against uh, Martin Honorio. Looks like I he he had a hadn't fought since last April. He beat Condra Gibson uh, fourth round knockout. But that's you know if, if say for some reason you know he loses too. Now you you once again have more doors wide open. He uh, he beat Martin Hornario. Okay. Um, also, real quick, this just dropped about 15 minutes ago. Uh, Ryuya Yamanaka keeps his title uh, straw weight as Moises Caleros quits on the stool. Uh, this just Moises happened. Uh, <laughs> Moises, yeah, Moises Alou uh, drops him. <laughs> so not not somebody that we're going to talk about. Um, I will say that I, one thing I'm really excited about that I saw being advertised on the, uh, you know, the little ticker thing that they kept having on on your the bottom of the screen for uh, the top rank fights when they they were advertising uh, upcoming fights. But Ryota Ryota Miura is going to be making his debut on there, so I'm pretty excited for that. Um, That'll be a banger fight. The um, the the dude I did mention, the Yamanaka, he is in the uh, the, the strawweight division. Has a couple noted fighters. If you you know from watching Manny Pacquiao fights, but uh, knockout CB Freshmart has the WBA <laughs> strawweight, and uh, Juan Hang Meniolton has the WBC in that division. So so a few names that that we've seen if you if you watch these boxing shows. Uh, like low keys, kind of a kind of a cool division. I I'm trying to remember Miura. I thought he was I thought he was a 130 cat, but I don't see him on any of these lists. And I'm Takesha? I'm starting to Takesha Takesha um, Miura or Takeshi. <laughs> I'm starting to doubt myself here. I don't I don't like it. Man, I'm, I'm doubt not, myself. I'm doubt myself after. Confusing Felix Verdejo and Felix Diaz. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's it's late night. It's late night. Uh, the other fight we got was the Michael Conlon 
took on David Berna and Conlon looked super impressive. He did this, this wicked, uh, like right cha-cha slide thing. Uh, when Berna was charging and he hit him so hard with a left hook in the body that I, I mean, I, I think I shed a tear. Um, yeah, it was that the dude struggled. Like he was, it looked like he was grabbing on the, trying to like, like claw the canvas to stand up. And when, you know, what you see when the ref is like, he's like, do you want to continue? He's like, yeah. And he's like running for his life in the final 10 seconds. And then he's sitting on the stool, like in agony. Like this dude was, I mean, this dude was hurt for probably two minutes after that punch. Yeah. That body punch, like it knocked the, it knocked the wind out of me. And I was just oh watching, I was watching at home. It was it was not a pretty sight. Uh, pretty if you're <laughs> pretty if you're Codlin or a Codlin fan, obviously. But he dropped him. He dropped him hard. He dropped him like a tree. It was reminiscent it, uh, of the. It was reminiscent of the Golovkin Macklin body shot. Oh my God! The the I'm gonna sidestep, walk around, and then faint. <laughs> uh, Codlin will finish him. He knocks him down a second time in round two. And then the the third time, the guy kind of just sat down in the middle of the ring, and the ref just waved it off. You has you expressed uh, the Conlon comparison to one Vasil Lomachenko. So so break down your thoughts on what what you want Conlon to kind of do. Like what what do you want next for his career? I just like to me. Sorry about that. That was my internet because I'm on my computer. Well, oh, it's good. Okay, so um, <laughs> my Ooh, thought tight. is just I, I'm I'm sick of I'm sick of seeing the way he the way he beats up on like these overmatched guys. I mean, he's only five and zero, but he obviously is like on a whole nother level than these guys that he's fighting. I think it's even though he's only five and zero, I think it's time for him to kind of step up and start fighting some some guys with some decent with some decent uh names and better records and uh I think it's time for him to be tested. Yeah. So and I I think he's kind of where Lomachenko was. I mean not quite where Lomachenko was, but I think he's kind of at that point where he's probably way ahead of most people who are 5 and 0. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking at his I'm looking at where he's sitting right here. Um I yeah, I mean I, I haven't heard of any of these guys. He's he has five he has one decision, five knockouts, six total fights. Um David Berna, which is the one we saw. He had a, a six round decision in Madison Square Garden in December against Luis Fernando Molino. Don't know him. He had a second round knockout in the uh, against Kenny Guzman. Nope. He TKO'd Jarrett Owen, TKO'd Alfredo Chanez, and TKO'd Tim Ibarra. I don't know any of those guys. I've never heard of any of those guys. What's their combined uh, records? Uh, let's see. Well, of course, it doesn't even have it. Let me go to BoxRec. BoxRec knows everything. I was I was on the, the wiki, but apparently mm-hmm. since I didn't pay the wiki... Uh, money, 
they don't want to give me the influence uh, of a correct answer. Uh, Michael Conlon, here we go, six and zero. Don't fast Northern Ireland. This is a terrible. So David Burner was fifteen and two. Luis Fernando Molina was oh, seven wow. three and one. Uh, Kenny Guzman was three and zero. Jared Owen was five four and three. Jose Alfredo Flores Chanez was four and four, and Tim Ibarra was four and four. Interesting. So David Burner was fifteen and two, and that was his most impressive win. Yeah. It, so it's, t- it's time. How high do you want to go then for him for his next fight? Well, just uh, just a guy who has a who has a name and uh, who's been in some fights with some some good fighters. I mean, you obviously don't want to like put him in with the like top guys now, but you want to like start you know getting the competition better because I think he can handle it. Um, do you, do you throw him in there with a guy like Nonito Donaire? Is that too high? Uh, no, not I don't. At maybe a couple, maybe a few years ago, but now probably not because I think Donaire is way on the downside. Okay, so you're saying he's 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 way above fighting him. I wouldn't say he's way uh, above him. I'm just I'm just saying like. That I would I wouldn't be scared putting him in with a guy like Donaire, even though even though Donaire has a massive name. If that what about that a, makes more sense to clarify. Um, and I don't know what's going to be left of Donaire after he fights Carl Frampton uh, next yeah. month. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. a guy we just saw on a, on an ESPN show, uh, Scott Quigg. Oh, he like. I would put him in with Scott, Scott Quigg because I think he can handle Scott Quigg fairly easily, and he would look good doing it because Scott Quigg is a tough, come forward type of fighter, and you know it could get him, could give Conlon some more rounds, but I think Conlon would probably knock him out. Yeah, I I, th- I think he's got a, a definite shot to do that. Okay, so that's kind of. Kind of like those type of, like, kind of like a Scott Quigg type, you know, like someone who's been in there with some good competition, but who's not like, you know, one of the, one of the best. What know, about a, that okay, division. here's a throwback. What about a guy like Kiko Martinez? Is he still doing yeah. for you? That would, that would be fine. Um, you know, he's only 32. Another young guy, I don't think they would put him in there with, because I think just business wise, it doesn't make sense for either of them. Um, but a guy like Kid Galahad. Yeah, that probably that wouldn't. They would probably want to fight like more like down the line when they're both, you know, champions or something, or when they both have when they both are at the point in their career where like it just means more for those two to fight each other. Like if something's on the line. Yeah, because you know, Galahad's a UK guy, so I mean yeah. he's got the, the ties over there. He's he's twenty four and zero, so you know he. Michael Conlon mentions that he wants to have the big fight in Belfast, Ireland. You know, maybe that's a thought. Is you know you build to those guys in Ireland in a couple of years. Yeah. Um. Now I'm just kind of getting. Now I'm getting in like the forties here. 
Um, yeah, they don't even have Colin ranked in the top 50 on BoxRec in the division. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, they don't have him top 50. Holy crap. But I guess, you know, he's only had the, the, the six fights. Yeah. So, I mean, would you be mad if he were to take the same approach where he fights five times this year again against smaller name fighters to build a power? I, I wouldn't be mad, but I just think he's, he I doesn't think he's ready need to. to step up. Yeah, he doesn't uh, really need to at this point anymore, but I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, I think I think a guy like like Jesus Rojas or Kiko Martinez, I think it's a good step up against somebody that people I think recognize and make you know, their comfortable approaches where if he wins, people are definitely going to make make notice of it. Yeah. Um, you know, Jonathan Victor Barros coming to the end of his career, Argentinian dude. You know, maybe that's the guy you could stick him in there and get a get a nice knockout against uh you know, a, a guy who's forty one and five, I mean a, a nice fighter. Yeah. Um so I don't know. Just some interesting and, and this is a guy who just lost to Lee Lee Selby for the you know, when Selby defended the IBF title. So I mean he's he's just had a had a title fight. So just just thoughts obviously going around here with him. Uh those are the top ring fights. We're we're gonna take one uh, second break. We're gonna do maybe a ten minute news segment, and then uh, cut to our last break before we do the watch around. Because uh, uh, I, uh, Elijah wanted me to. I almost said Isaiah. Elijah wanted me to make a new sounder for the show, so I'm gonna give a, give we're a gonna hey. break, and then we're gonna let him do a little ranting, and I'm going to get his sounder loaded in. So uh, Elijah's going to come at you with a Michael Conlon body shot <laughs> in just a couple minutes. Standing eight count. We'll be right back. Strong Style Media. Your late night hip-hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams. Every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Catch up on your latest on hip-hop and R&B and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. <laughs> But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you feel. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like diamonds. See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my path. Check my feet when I'm walking. See if it ain't. I seen it all more than I care to reveal. I'm always sort of clear the air for the real. That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man, because it's how I feel. Nobody being sincere. We need some changes for real. Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central. And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show, send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com. Peanut. Peanut. This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to I it. I know, but I'm 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 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. But I have so much energy. Like I actually, I, I'm I'm. And I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I I want to fight you. 
I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh! Someone call a doctor! Hey, I'm Dr. Asking. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. Okay, I can't. What are you? I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contest whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all. With your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, boxing, pokes, pokes, Survivor, even that weird sport where they do the hurdles and jump puddles in track and field. Alright, maybe not that one, but from the college to the pros and from the rings to the rink, we've got you covered. Sportscast Radio. Elijah, I'm, uh, I'm fast-forwarding and trying to sync up my uh, Ali Frazier to, like, the start of the, the bell, I think is a, is okay, a good I'll... spot. And this dude that's doing commentary has the most wicked 70s T-shirt I've ever, or button-up I've ever seen in my life. That's hilarious. This dude looks like a James Bond villain. Like <laughs> I don't know if you if you're watching it at all right now. Um, he's announcing Joe Frazier right now. It looks like, but this dude is is wicked with his t-shirt. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, stop this thing. Um, let's see, Joe Frazier. I'm gonna pause it right when when uh, they stop showing Joe Frazier on the introduction here. Okay, uh, but. Let's okay. Now they showed Ali. So right after the introduction, when um, when they announced Joe Frazier, and then the screen cuts to Ali leaning out of the corner with his mouth open and his mouth guard in his mouth, and I think that's a terrible looking Bob Arum with glasses and a bald head right next to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be our start point for all of our viewers, or uh, all of our listeners. And for the two of us, I think is a perfect start point because then okay, it gives me... us a couple minutes to. I'll send you a picture of exactly what I'm looking at so you can see it as well. Um, but let's get down to a little business here, Elijah. Uh, you wanted a sound clip made. Um, I will. I will just play it for everybody so they can kind of have an idea what's going on here. But uh, hopefully, you guys like the Tourette's guy. Oh, fuck, Aaron. <laughs> Bob, Bob Irum, uh It seems like you have a little ill will right now, Elijah. Well, he's just—he's screwing stuff up, man. Like, <laughs> first off, with the whole Manny Pacquiao thing—not telling Manny Pacquiao that he's going to be fighting on the undercard of Terrence Crawford, or not making sure it's okay with him—and then just putting him on there, and then Pacquiao backing out. And then now Pacquiao has a fight set up with Louis, Lu, Lucas Matisse, but now Aram's like, I never that fight, I never said anything about that fight, or I didn't know that that fight was going on, or whatever. Like I don't remember exactly what it was, but 
Now, like, that fight's in jeopardy. And then now Terrence Crawford and Jeff Horn is getting moved back to, like, June, May, like June or July. What was it? I can't even remember. I'm, I'm oh, getting so mad right now. May, um, Crawford hurt his hand. Okay. So this one, I think, is more legit than – you know, but – Okay, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here. Now we're going to start picking up some some steam because usually when anger comes out, we start rocking and rolling here. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, uh, Elijah, but what do you think the chances are that Bob Bear was like, listen, Terrence, we don't have the undercard set up for the fight. We need to postpone it. How do you feel about a hand injury? Do you legit think that there is a chance that he, I mean, it's not on pay-per-view anymore. It's now on ESPN. So they're not even, you know, losing. Oh, I, forgot about, already... I forgot about that. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Have... Oh my God. And that I, as annoying as that is, because I was excited for a nice four, four fight pay-per-view evening with everybody. You know, maybe he realized that if, if Crawford postal didn't sell, you know, why try to sell him on a Jeff Horn fight? Yeah, but once again, it's like you're still not giving your guy an opportunity to sell tickets. Yeah. You're not letting him try. So that that's just, kind of frustrating. This thing has you're just been ha- right. this, this thing has just been handled just so terribly by Bob Arum. It's just oh, Bob Arum. <laughs> like I can't like I can't believe a promoter. Like with his, like his experience, and his name, and just his level, how this is happening, it just it boggles my mind. Is is he getting put on the same path? In I mean, in the not not so same way, but in a same frustrating path uh, as we saw De La Hoya get put on until De La Hoya finally was able to take control of that ship. <laughs> Maybe. Like he's he gets he has he has arguably the biggest star in boxing, and he can't manage him right. Yeah, you know to the point that De La Hoya almost I I I I don't think they've said it, but I wouldn't be surprised as to why De La Hoya started fighting every single top fighter. Was I bet you he said he's gonna walk? So Arrow yeah. basically was like, all right, well you can do it then if you're not gonna walk. Yeah, you know, does yeah, Terrence Crawford can... start doing this? I don't know. I think a lot of boxers need to just start taking the Floyd Mayweather route and and just booking their own, doing stuff without a promoter because I mean these promoters it just seems like they're just kind of stopping like all the good fights from happening and being more worried about how much money they're gonna make. And not like the fighter itself, but the promoter. Like it seems like they're more worried about how much money they're gonna make over everything. <laughs> so um, I mean, I don't. Know, I just I think I think I think boxers need to start kind of running their own careers. I think things uh, would be a lot better. I, you know, you think about the list of these, and and as I said, I think there's only about 
you know, three promoters that I actually think do right and good. I had four until the last six months. Eddie learns, Eddie Hearns definitely jumped on my shit list with that yeah. guy having the, the most running around, but, um, but he's actually, you know, said he actually was quoted saying that he wants a wild after Parker, he wants a wilder fight after Parker. So hopefully they'll make that happen now. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, dude, because after they brought uh, you now you, you know I'm gonna ask you because I forget what's Wilder's guy's name. Uh, Shelby. Shelby. Shelby Finkel. Finkel, Finkel yes. Because then you always do the Finkel and Finkel Eyehorn. Finkel Eyehorn. Shelly Finkel. Shelly Finkel. Yeah, and Shelly I go, Finkel. why can I never remember that? Uh, Kathy Duva, who I've I've put over huge Kovalev's promoter. She lets him fight who he wants to fight. And and I think I think it's I think it stands out too where where you look at you know Finkel and, and Kathy Duva, yeah, they're doing it themselves. It's not this big committee, it's not a giant company. Yes, you know Kathy Duva does have main event promotions, but the other one, uh, Tom Loeffler, uh, yeah, the man at K two who does you know Golovkin and did Klitschko and stuff. They let them mm-hmm. they let them pick their shots, and yes, that's. The, that's the, I think that's the best approach. You know, if, if you know, going back to Kathy Duba, Kovalev's promoter, Bob Aaron would have never let Kovalev fight Andre Ward, I bet. Because he would have probably known the, the risks that it's, you know, you got a 50-50 shot that you're not coming away with this title yeah. in, in this fight. Whereas she said, look, I'm, I'm your promoter because I believe in you as a fighter, so I'm going to let you fight the guys you think you can beat. Gennady mm-hmm. Golovkin. You think you can beat Canelo? Then you can fight Canelo. Like that—that's what these promoters need to be doing. Not, you know, oh yeah, you're gonna fight, you're gonna fight this guy instead of him, Manny. I don't want you to fight him. You know? Yeah, you, you know, and and then like just keep it like another thing that's bothering me about Bob Arum is like he's like having all his fighters fight each other. Like it's all top ranked guys versus top ranked guys. Yeah, he's keeping it all in all his money. Yes, and it's just it's ridiculous. I I know that uh, that Crawford unified that one forty, and I would love to see him try to do the same thing at one forty seven with how, with the fighters that they have in that division. But with with the Bob Arum and. Uh, uh, what's the PBC guy's name? Why well, can't I think of his name? Um, I don't know why and, I can't think of it either. Yeah, I don't know why I can't think of his name. But, uh, you, you know, they don't work well together. So how much... No. And, and 147 is, is a PBC-dominated yeah, with, with 147 there. Who knows who Crawford's going to get to fight? Yeah, I mean, until these guys like get their heads out of their asses and come to like Al Heyman. Al Heyman, that's his name. Until these guys kind of like just can like work together and get get rid of those, this is still going to be happening. I mean, I don't like if you think about Miguel Cotto. He even had issues with Bob Arum with the way Bob Arum was kind of man like. Managing his career too. 
at one point. So I don't know. I don't, uh, it's frustrating. Yeah, Al, Al Heyman is the guy that I was thinking of. Yeah. And and like even look at this is look we we said we mentioned Bob Arum we mentioned Al Heyman <laughs> instead of setting up their stuff for their fighters I didn't even know this happened a couple of years ago but um, Top Rank filed a lawsuit against Al Heyman and the investors of PBC arguing that through PBC and other internal uh, internal matters Heyman was serving as both a manager and promoter actions which are forbidden under the box the Muhammad Ali Boxing Reform Act. Ooh. Um, additionally, the two promoters claim violators of antitrust law, violations of antitrust laws, with top rank in particular claiming that Heyman was trying to effectively monopolize professional boxing in the U.S. by consolidating boxers, venue bookings, the events themselves, and broadcasting rights under his own ownership. So, okay, so now we got Al Heyman in court with, with, uh, with Bob Arum. Meanwhile, instead of trying to set up Terrence Crawford versus Keith Thurman. You're, they're fighting over money between themselves. Yeah. They're not focused on their fighters. No. <laughs> oh, fuck! Aaron. It's, it's so frustrating. You know, in I used to... This guy isn't on my, my good list, but he's off my bad list, and that's De La Hoya now. Where yeah. you know he's he's letting Canelo finally fight the guys that Canelo wants to fight, so I, mm-hmm. I you know, and, and I think if he was going to be a tight lip promoter, he would never let a, a second fight happen. So yeah. kudos to De La Hoya at least doing this. But how long, you know, even even if this was his his strategy to to make it a bigger fight and to just keep giving Canelo you know bigger wins, he definitely had the world talking about that he was having his fighter duck him and I mean I, I give him credit for not freaking out and sticking to his game plan because it worked but you know dude you were on people's bad side for a long time <laughs> you know yeah. and it's, it's really frustrating and so I don't know I think now is the time where if Canelo loses again it's probably not going to hurt him too bad no, because he's because he's losing to he's losing to the guy that I think we both had number one in our last pound for pound or one or yeah. two or something like that. You know, so it's not like he's it, and he's, he's so established like now. Mm-hmm. He's so established now and he's so popular that I mean, like a, a loss in the first fight would have been like more detrimental, I think, than if he loses this fight. But I mean, I don't think I don't think losing to Triple G is going to hurt his popularity and his draw his uh, ability to draw. So mm. I think Dale Hoya, and I think Dale Hoya, I think Dale Hoya kind of figures that now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also I think that's kind of why he's like, okay, let's just do this. You know, you know when when we were when we all went down to Vegas for the for the first fight. Um, standing standing in the the open waiting area at the MGM to get in for the um, for the weigh in. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it was it was like going to an old wrestling show where you have people just wooing while you're all waiting to get in, just woo the whole time. This, I mean, there was Canelo chance 
just standing in, in the crowd waiting for the doors to open. It was so oh, crazy. Wow. I mean, and, and there was people playing in, like playing music and headbands, Canelo headbands were, I mean, some dude, I don't even, I, I, I don't even know what he said to me. He said something in Spanish to me and he's given me a Canelo headband to put on. And I'm like, Oh man, triple G. And he's like, ah, oh, yes. Uh, but Canelo. And I mean, it was insane. Like, I'm like, this dude is like, this dude's, this dude's like Julio Cesar Chavez popular. It feels like. And and I haven't seen it. Like I don't even think De La Hoya got to this popularity with the, with the Mexican fans. And I know a lot of people said, well, one thing that said hurts Canelo is is he's not fighting Golovkin, and Mexican fans are starting to get restless. Well, he fought him, and yeah, whether whether you know whether the outcome was what we agreed upon or not, he got a draw. So he he was even with. I'm looking at it right now. We both had Golovkin number one and we both had Canelo number four in a pound for pounds. You know, so he, he Which was is the highest I've had him. <laughs> he was equal with the best fighter in the world, we think. So Yeah. He's he's risen to that level and it, it just now that De La, you know, whipping it back from from De La Hoya and Canelo back onto this guy. Oh, oh, Aaron. He needs to figure out is it the Heron's Crawford thing. And you know Here's the other kicker too that I didn't even think about when you brought up the the Manny Pacquiao issue, where arguably one of the biggest names ever in boxing is under your banner, and he still wants to fight once a year and and put on a show and everything. Blatantly says he wants to ha- he wants to fight. I can't remember what country they're fighting in, but he really wanted to fight in this country. Um. But he he can't fight. And that's why he's fighting Matisse later in June because you know obviously like he said I'm not fighting on the undercard against a guy that I never got my rematch about. That's stupid. Yeah. And and two. That is very I dumb. I don't think he's allowed to leave the Senate. I think he has Senate duties in April. So what the hell were you going to advertise him on a pay per view when he, because he's in the Senate he can't even leave. <sighs> like do you, that's like that's that's like uh you know that's like uh, uh you know Jen she, when she went to Hawaii for you know two three weeks at the end of February mm-hmm. and I schedule family picker, pictures for March first even though I blatantly know that she's not able to attend them and then I get confused when she reschedules it and says I don't clear it <laughs> like you knew this this could happen. And, and frankly, gosh, see, now you, you bringing us up is getting me upset. As Terrence Crawford is your cash cow right now. That is that is your money fighter. That's your best. That's You know, he's second, third best fighter in the world, depending on where you put him or Lomachenko. And I don't think you can argue either way anyway because they're so talented. Yeah. But Manny Pacquiao is still your cash cow. He's he's one of the, you know, as, as I said, one of the best fighters who's who's ever fought. Um, and and he still actively is is trying to fight. How do you not put more priority on your guy? I don't I don't know. Like Crawford's going to be there for a while, but you yeah. but you're not going to give Manny his rematch uh, for his yeah. title he lost in the, in a in a in an Australian country who 
I, I'm not dogging the country, but that was a very biased judge and crowd. And yeah. you're not going to give him his opportunity to reclaim that title. Instead, you're going to focus on a different fighter that you don't even manage correctly and then try to put your cash cow on the undercard. I, Without asking him or telling him. What a slap in the effing face. You know, you know, I'll tell you what I do. And this, this may sound insane because of who the people are. But for all we know, these guys do so much stuff behind everyone's backs. Like, you know, it all comes out after the, the Mayweather-Connor uh, fight that these guys are like buddy-buddy and all excited and ha ah, we got everybody we took all their money you know and everyone's like damn it we had an assumption but we thought with the way that they were talking it wasn't nope they were just really good at selling a fight they were the they were the complete adjacent of Kovalev Ward at selling a fight <laughs> and yeah. hook line and sinker they got my hundred dollars that night it is what it is what, what can I do um <laughs> But who's to say that Floyd and Manny really hate each other as much as it seems like they do? Um, if I'm if I'm Floyd Mayweather, is this crazy to say, Elijah? I call up Manny Pacquiao and say, leave Bob Arum and let me promote you for your last few fights. He could make him a lot of money. I, mean, I don't like. It wouldn't be crazy in my eyes. I just, I'm, I'm, you know, you, you, when you mentioned taking the Floyd Mayweather route, it got me thinking that Mayweather, you know, still promotes these guys. Yeah. I just, I don't know if Pacquiao, I'm not saying he's, Pacquiao's like super egotistical and like, like, I just, I don't know if he would want to be under Floyd Mayweather. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, mm-hmm. well, and I that's think he so has hard a lot of pride. They were compared. Yeah, and and with them being compared the way that they've been compared, where you know, two of, two of the best fighters of our generation were always in the same thing together, but Heyman and Aram would never let them fight because, yeah. I mean, realistically, at at their peak, I may be somebody who's on on. On a, on a different end than most people, but I, I truly feel at their peak. I think Floyd. I think I think Manny could have beaten Floyd. I I, I re, if if you take their highest levels, I think Manny was just awkward enough that he would he could frustrate him. And I and I still think you know I've I've said it to this day. I still think that fight was three to three uh, at the end of, at the end of six rounds there, but. You know, dude's got a torn rotator cuff. What do you expect him to do? Because you can't, you can't postpone the fight after this. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, I, like I said, I'm probably in the uh, minority, not the majority, that believes that. But regardless, I it, it takes me to agreeing with your point. Where yeah, I think there is a self uh, self pride, and you know, do, I don't, I or to hell with it. Why doesn't Manny just do the Floyd route? Promote yourself. He's got the money. Yeah. He's got he, the cachet. I, he's got the name. 
You know, you can't have, yeah, I don't know, man. Try to talk Zhu Shiming into coming out of retirement and fighting on the undercard or something. Zhu Shiming. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of undercard, uh, not to jump off subject, but uh, uh, it looks like Chocolatito may be on the undercard of Canelo Golovkin too. Nice. And then um, this is kind of funny, but kind of a jump off a topic that I'd like, since we were talking Mayweather... Did you see? Did you see Mayweather hired Tyron Woodley to train him for MMA? <laughs> this dude's never gonna fight in an MMA fight, and if he does, it's he gonna might. Be against... CM Punk. <laughs> like that's that's the level of a guy that you'd. Have. It's it's the same thing where you know, hey CM Punk, you know, he 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 did a great job training, but it's it's a different it's such a different ball game when you go into that. And and that's, I still look as somebody who respects Floyd Mayweather as one of the greatest fighters of all time, but I just I don't like him as a as a person. I don't want to see him even do an MMA fight because I don't want to hurt that legacy. It's, it's some people hate the way that he his last couple fights with Connor and Andre Berto, but if he goes in there and does an MMA fight and he gets his ass kicked, that's what everybody's going to go back to when they talk about Floyd Mayweather. And I don't think his career deserves that. Yeah. It, it could be also people could like give him credit for like actually doing an MMA fight when he, when he kind of, the way he bashed MMA and stuff. I don't know. I mean, I, just, I don't I, think I, a guy like Floyd's going to get a, a popularity vote for trying. The, With the, Oh, what happened to, Oh, Floyd May money money Mayweather fifty and oh, huh? Nobody could beat me. What you know, like that's the, that's what I assume the I don't think it's the you know, oh man, hey hell of a job at going in. I don't think he gets the CM Punk treatment. Whereas people actually gave CM Punk, hey man, that dude came in and at least tried. Yeah. And he and he got smoked. But you know, it was what it was, at least you know, it wasn't like Lesnar and Lashley where he had a a collegiate high school or a collegiate wrestling championship. So, you know, he already had a leg up. It was, this dude just was a pro wrestler who, who decided to give it a shot and kudos for trying. I just don't think Floyd gets that. And I don't think it's fair for him. And I think the other thing that, that hurts, I think it's just like what, what, what we've all said about if Conor McGregor would have fought anybody not named Floyd Mayweather, they would have went out there and had hunted him to prove a point that he's nowhere in their league and to make a name for himself. Yeah. I feel like the same thing could be said if, if, if Floyd did it, but I mean, who knows, you know, stranger thing, you, you know, they always say, don't bet against Tom Brady. I, I I guess I can't bet against Floyd Mayweather either. Could you see? Could you CM Punk versus Floyd Mayweather in the octagon? Like, oh my gosh! Two it, like feel, two huge names. I feel like we're playing like UFC on the Xbox and we're doing Creative Fighter. <laughs> could you imagine the? Could you imagine the 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 shit talking in the lead up to the fight? Oh, it'd be perfect because CM Punk could just kind of dude. CM Punk is one of the greatest talkers I think ever in wrestling with those pipe bombs he would drop. Yes. Oh man, and he then was having Floyd having Floyd like respond and stuff. Man, it would just, it would be gold. 
Oh my gosh, the 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 vernacular that CM Punk would use to describe Floyd Mayweather would be downright disgustingly just brutal, and Floyd would just yeah. start throwing money at him. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it would be ridiculous. CM Punk yeah. sitting on the Indian style on the stage instead of in the chair, like when he did the original <laughs> pipe bomb. <laughs> you know, I'll say this: if Floyd Mayweather fought CM Punk. In a in a in an MMA fight, I think if it didn't go to the ground, Floyd Mayweather would beat CM Punk. Yeah, I think because CM Punk now has like three years of jujitsu training, I think he could win if it's on the ground. Just because, not because he's a more skilled fighter or a better athlete, but he would just understand how the body moves in that situation to do things. Yeah. It's it's the same thing with with. That's the only thing that 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 hurts Floyd. It's just like McGregor. We saw McGregor land punches on Floyd Mayweather that you haven't seen since Shane Mosley, or I mean, oh, I was going to say Maidana, but that was because Maidana had a CM Punk wrestling match with him. But I mean, you haven't seen somebody land punches like that since Mosley, and yeah, it 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 proved to me something that I didn't agree I didn't agree with people that Conor McGregor is a skilled puncher. I I I take back all my all my all my talk that I said about Conor not being that great. He's I, I said Conor McGregor's a big name because he got a he scored a lucky punch on Jose Aldo and he can talk good. But he proved me wrong when he was landing some shots on Floyd. But as we saw they didn't do anything because he doesn't know how to throw punches like a boxer. Yeah. You know, it's all arm punching, and that's because he, you know, you can't just learn that in in a year, you know, half a year, a year, and that's the only thing with Floyd is, you know, what are you going to do? How does he react when he's when he's on the ground and CM Punk has his back, or Mickey Gall who fought yeah. CM Punk, or just you know MMA fighter A? How does yeah. how does he react? Does he does he panic and try to squirm his way out, which makes him more vulnerable? Is he comfortable? Like, I guess that's just, that's where I don't know. And it is an unknown. Very much so. But I, uh, I definitely think it's entertaining that Tyron Woodley, and if I'm Tyron Woodley, hell yeah, man, I'll take that notoriety. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got that picture I sent you, right? Yep. Okay, perfect. Let's uh, let's uh, let's hit our sponsors up one last time, and then we'll come back here. We're, we're gonna we'll go a little overtime here. It won't be too much later for everybody, but uh, we're gonna watch Ali Frazier three from nineteen seventy five. Like I said, get your get your YouTube machine or your on demand, and the second the the uh, gentleman in the sweet button up seventy style shirt finishes introdu- introducing uh, Frazier. And we see Muhammad Ali leaning off that corner with with his, with his two cornermen. That's where we're starting the film. So get yourself set up. We'll be right back. Ali Frazier 3, Strong Style Media. Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek, the smart way to buy tickets. 
fan of pro wrestling like we are, yes! we got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, yes! Impact, Lucha yes! Underground, yes! All Japan, and yes! more. We're talking yes! the highs and lows in pro yes! wrestling. Heck, yes! we're even giving you people yes! from the Okadas and Omega. We're even yes! talking the Bone Soldiers yes! and Enzo Amoris. No! Sorry, no! Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Eight Count Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Eight Count Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, 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 he just talked to that girl two hours ago. You gotta let love marinate. Put love in that bag to marinate. Mmm, love gonna be in that bag like, mmm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then, after it marinates, no, you're gonna pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it! Say it, Jamie! You Alexa, that's right, I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. Recognize what that uh, that that beat they used was? Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't, like it's uh was it was it Thursday night football like ESPN or one of the old it ESPN was, football? It was the NHL on ESPN. That's what it was. I knew it was like yeah. some ESPN. Like let's go, ESPN hockey, and they they play that in the background. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for those of you on here, we are at the 12 minute and six second mark on your DVR. If you got a DVR booted up, Uh, if you're on the YouTubes, I told you what it what it looks like that we're at. Uh, Elijah, uh, I'm going to hit the play button in three, two, one, and play. There we go. Uh, I wonder if shaking myself a little bit. Look at that guy's shirt. That shirt is hilarious. 
wearing white trucks with black stripe. <laughs> this dude's ridiculous. This guy oh, might man, be ridiculous. I think... I think I might have oh. had a different... A different... Uh, has the fight started for you yet? No, he's uh, putting his arms in the air, and now they just walk together into the center of the ring. Okay. Now they're announcing the referee. Tell me when it starts, and I'll just kind of like click it to that point. Because I had him okay. like in a different. I had because he was in the corner like a few, a couple different times, and they showed him kind of like that a couple different times. Oh my bad. Um, Ali is talking mad smack though. Referee's yeah, trying to get order in line. <laughs> Ali's hair is on point, by the way. Nice and thick. It's a. Uh, See, if I if I was ever a boxer, I would try to grow like the thickest beard, and have it to like as long as I could until they told me to cut it. Like to protect Jose, your, to protect your chin. Yeah, they made. I, I guess they had Jose Ramirez trim up his beard, which I think Where is what made him right look now? like. Um, Ali just walked back to the corner, and they're clearing the ring. Okay. Uh, we now have those two in the ring. And the bell just rang. Here we go. They're in the center of the ring. Round one with the most generic graphic ever. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little score sheet up here. I just let's see here. Alright. Well Fortunately there's no time might, on the screen. I'm at like 237 of the first round. Ali so. misses a left. Frazier is erratic. He's like a mirror mom. His hands are all over the place. Ali keeps throwing a, a two-piece and he ducks it every time. It's like a like a video game where you hit like the same duck button against the same person doing the like just spamming hooks. Yeah. Oh, nice right by Ali. Body shot from Fraser. Fraser Ali just throws lumbering his... bodies. What's yeah, Fraser is Fraser is relentless charge forward hooks. I'm gonna take a couple, but I'm gonna hit you. I'm, I'm gonna take a couple, but I'm gonna hit you harder than those couple that are that you hit me with. <laughs> he is like. And I say this obviously as this is 40, 42 years old, but he is like the epitome of like one of those old time fighters that are in a movie. Like the grizzled guy that you got to fight where he like bangs the gloves together and he's like, ah, ah, ah. And he charges at you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to give him a belly to belly there. Ref separating him. I'll let you know when the round ends too. We can, we can kind of touch okay. base on the ending of the round. Nice two piece from Ali. Ali is definitely showing superior hand speed here, and superior, obviously the length is a big factor. That you know, oh my gosh, nice punches. Rope a dope. Frazier's got him on that rope. Yeah, he's. That's the Ali tactic, though. Like the old, yeah, like Ali, landed. like. Ali didn't do uh, Ali didn't do the rope a dope when he was younger. That was like a, a tactic he kind of adopted as he aged. 
when he like wasn't able to move around and like he wasn't as athletic as he was early on. He used that tactic to kind of tire guys out, and you know he could take oh. it. Oh, he could take some punches, and then they, he would make the guy punch him out. Okay, yeah, I think we're on this almost on the same part. He has Ali just like kind of hurt him, and he was on the ropes for a second. Yeah. The round just ended for I mean, me. Nope, never mind. Yeah, it did end. Okay. They're walking to the corners now. Yeah, it just ended for me, too. Just now. Like, these guys, man, like... <laughs> these guys... These guys are throwing way more punches than than hev- than most heavyweights do nowadays. If you, you notice, like, they're very active. Oh, yeah, like, and it's... You know, this goes back to you know, not, not not to stop you, but it's, this goes back to why I'm so excited to see Wilder fight Joshua. Is it's two guys that are gonna throw. Yeah. Unlike Junior Fa and Papa I don't even remember Tahi. the guy's name. What was his name? I said Junior Fa and the Fahu Tahi. <laughs> Craig Lewis. What's that guy? Sounds like something that was on like the East West Bowl on Key and Peel. Craig Lewis. Talk Lewistine. Damn, look at the girl trying to get out of the ring. She definitely doesn't watch pro wrestling. She, like, sat down and leaned backwards trying to escape the ring. And she, that'd be funny if she fell on the floor. <laughs> Round yeah, keep, two. Keep, keep oh, on. I was just so saying, I'm, I, I'm maybe, like, two seconds ahead of you, so we're not bad. Okay. I just I was just saying it just... That Junior Fog, Craig Lewis fight was just... A bunch of like what most heavyweights fights are nowadays, just a few punches here, hold the guy, let go, kind of don't do nothing, punch a couple times, hold. It's just <laughs> that's what the heavyweight division has kind of come become. I mean, these guys are like these guys are throwing punches. Frazier's like pretty much. Walking him down, throwing punches <laughs> while he's walking him down, and just relentlessly like attacking him. Yeah, the um, Joe Frazier. Well, I gave the first like round he... to I. I gave the first round to Ali, by the way. Yes, I did ten uh, nine as well. Sorry, good good call on doing it. Like, like he just did all like eighteen ducks. Yeah, like, charging to him on that wide angle. Um. Yeah, you're you're a hundred percent right. He's oh big right hand for Ali there though. Uh Frazier's like he's displaying cardio of like a like a welterweight. Yeah. God Ali is just tagging him coming in. Yeah, that right hand when he when he kept trying to duck, they had that wide lens maybe twenty seconds ago. He just yeah. tagged him with that right. Oh god, there's another one. <laughs> it's just like one, two, like like two pieces, oh. like get some Popeye's chicken. Bing, oh, Ali just ran his head into the turnbuckle, and bing, the ref bing. is pissed. Bing bing. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, Joe, he, he, he's effect. He's still being effective because I mean, he's going to the body and he's like, you know, he's char. He's like coming at him. He's making Ali work. Oh, Fraser with a big right hand on the body there, uppercutting between the guard too. Ali just shoved yeah. him. Ali continues to grab the back of his head, though, and the ref is getting livid. 
because he didn't step in that time. I couldn't believe he ran him into the turnbuckle. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and he, he, another he, thing Ali keeps doing is he keeps, like, touching his face with his, like, putting his arm yeah. out and, like, touching his face with his glove. That's, like, illegal. You're not technically supposed to Ooh. do that. That's, like, supposed to be legal. Ooh, man, For, uh, Frazier's landing some shots in that corner. Oh, God, and then Ali comes out and that land, right? throws, like, yes, God. <laughs> that overhand right is just... Oof. Frazier just waves him off as he walks to the corner. <laughs> did you did you see what Ali could you did you see what Ali said to him? He's like word that I really shouldn't probably say on on, on air, but he's like look like he said F O H. Well mine took a weird cut on the man. Uh didn't give him the minute in between the round. Is, did yours just oh, kind of go into the third round? No, my I'm like they're showing highlights. Yeah, mine just completely cut in. So, I mean, it, it whatever. We're at the same page anyway. It's a couple seconds off. Um, yeah, he keeps doing the hand thing you're talking about, putting his hand right in his face like he's a little kid. Yeah. Like, you can't punch me. You can't hit me. Uh, I went ten nine again. Uh, twenty to eighteen, Ali over Fraser. Same here. Oh, he is just, you know, and this is this is so interesting because, like, obviously, I didn't I didn't start watching boxing till I don't know probably nineteen eighty nine, right around before uh, Buster Douglas and and because when was Douglas Tyson? Was that nineteen ninety? Eighty nine or ninety, I believe. Yeah. So I started watching like right before that. That was the first pay per view we ever ordered was was Buster Douglas and Tyson. Um, you know, so I never saw either of these guys more than just random highlights, and yeah. I never went out of my way to watch YouTube fights of theirs. And uh, you know, so myself and Elijah were getting our figuring out a good thing for the watch along tonight, and. I'm glad this is where we went. Oh my God, Frazier! Frazier's punishing yeah. him. Yeah, I think the first, the first fight that I remember watching was um, Sugar Ray Leonard Marvin Hagler. I have seen that. That's where Hagler has those like gold and red trunks, right? Yeah, that was like Her. the first fight. No, I had... I'm thinking of Hearns. I'm thinking of Hagler. Yeah. Hagler's white, um, Hagler was, I can't remember what color he was, but that was the first fight that I remember watching, like, on pay-per-view, like, with my dad and some of his friends, and that's when I, like, kind of started really liking boxing. So, a little bit bit before you, but... Okay. Oh, my Lord! And Ali's out of the corner. Holy... Yeah, he's... Oh he's God. in the corner. He's in the corner with where I'm at right now, and he's getting like pummeled. But he's playing that rope a dope. Oh, big left hook from Frazier. This fight is ridiculous. Yeah, isn't it entertaining? Oh my God, I'm I'm sitting. I'm half off my couch right now. Ali continues getting yelled at for the, the holy shit, hockey mushrooms. Yeah. 
Like yeah, so I'm literally well, now Ali. Now Ali has Frazier back in the corner. Oh my god. Yeah, so mine literally Elijah is um, they're cutting every round off. Oh man, are you serious? Yeah, so what I'm gonna do after this round is over is I'm gonna pause it when it on the round five screen, and then when you get to the round, I'll unpause it. Um, oh, okay. So if you're at home watching on demand. Um, we're going to slow down for our YouTube watchers just because on demand is cutting out commercials or the, the highlights. So I will, um, like I said, when it gets to round five, when, when the logo's on the screen, that says round five, I'll pause it. And then when you get to that logo, we'll unpause and I'll do that every round. You're on uh, round five already. No, I'm saying after this round, when we get there. Okay. Um, All right. cause I'm on. We should be on round four, right? Or round yep. three. We're on okay. round four. Uh, my my thing got goofed up because I accidentally pressed it a button and I was trying to pause it. So I will get to round four now. Yeah. So at the end of this round, um, like I said, just let me know when when your round starts. The little generic logo pops up on the screen, and then okay. uh, that's when I'll unpause every time. And everybody listening. Uh, when you see the the next round logo, we're gonna pause it for our YouTube followers. Uh, I went ten. I, I gave Frazier the third. As as close yeah. as Ali made it at the end, I went Frazier on the round. I agree, Frazier. He just he had Ali in the corner for most of the round. I mean, Ali and fought his way out and fought his way back, and then had a like a nice like surge at the end of the round. But I, I think Frazier did. I think Frazier did the better work. Oh, and you know, and, and when he's when he lands, you know, like eight nine hooks to the body. I mean, that's just that's that's painful. Like those yeah. are some punishing shots. All right, um, let's see. It's getting close. That all right? It's the round four started. Okay, I'm probably halfway done with the round, so I'm gonna pause up for you. Frazier throwing, looking a little low on those. Gosh. Oh my gosh! Huge shot from Ali. Oh my God! Huge answer from Frazier. This is yeah. tremendous. I'm having a hell of a good. T- by, by the way, during our second commercial break, I finally grabbed my cup of coffee that was on the Keurig, and I chugged the entire thing, and then I made a second cup. Damn! And I, I just finished. To kick in. I just <laughs> finished my thing. My I just finished my carib. I have like this big caribou like. 20 ounce thing that I just finished. Boom, boom. All right, I'll probably be ready. And I'll probably still be ready for bed. <laughs> oh, I, we're going to be doing some live, live streaming after this. We're going to be we're going to be live streaming the NHL 18. <laughs> chell as the kids call it. The chell. So now they're showing the actual like so are you on round five now? No, they're they're showing the in between now. The ring girl's walking around with the five, and Ali's standing up as the crowd's chanting Ali, on, and he's waving them on. Because I'm still on round four. Yep. I've got like a minute thirty left in the fourth round, and it's just All good. Body, body, body. <laughs> like I said. I'm pausing it when I see the round five logo. Okay. All right, everyone, uh, 28-10, we're pausing up and waiting for our YouTube 
uh, friends to come on, and then they can, uh, Elijah will let us know when the screen shows that generic round five logo, and then we'll hit play and uh, get back on track here with it. Um, any rounds that they skip and don't show the in-between, Oof. Um, we'll pause up. Man, that right hand, though, I mean, Frazier's getting in there, too, but that those right hands, man, are just so quick. There was, there was a right that, that Ali landed, and then Frazier immediately caught him on the left. Yeah. Right back to answer it. Oh, just, just, they're banging. This is great. I'm loving this. We might have to do more of these throwback fights. Yeah, definitely. Because this is, ah, I'm, I'm entertained. Are you not entertained? Uh, I'm going to pull up. I got, ten sec- I got 10 seconds left in round four. They, um, by the way, they're talking, uh, if Chuck Latino can beat one of these guys in a confidence booster, then you can argue that he should look for a title shot against uh, Khalid Yafi. You fight next. Uh, if he struggles to beat one, though, maybe he should move back down to 112. Uh, Can he even make 112 anymore, though? Didn't he move up because he was having a hard time making 112? I I would hope not. It wouldn't be that bad because he's only fighting at 115. I could have sworn they, that he just he didn't feel like he could make the weight anymore for 112. I, I just wondered, too, of how much lack of competition he felt there was. True. Uh, they're talking... Uh, let, let me know, too, when your round five logo pops on the screen and I'll unpause. Um, they're okay. talking Aron Diaz, John Riel Casimiro, Hernan Marquez, uh, Luis Conception, and Jamie Conlon. Pause it. Pause it. All right. We're going in. Get out of the ring, Dang, the ding, quarter ding, minute ding, is standing ding. there. There we go. I um, as close as that fourth round was, I tied the fight up. I gave it to Frazier. Yeah, why? Why? I feel like we're copying each other, but I gave it to Frazier too. <laughs> it's is is effective as Ali is hitting these crazy shots, these these punishing shots. Frazier just looks, just looks like he's systematically breaking him down. Like, like even right now, look at Ali's face. He even looks yeah. Oh, nice, nice three piece there. But he looks. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Frazier, Frazier coming in again. You know he's he doesn't look like he's as as thrilled as he was in round one when he's like laughing and smiling in there. Yeah. You know, and as much as it hurts to get punched in the face, I mean those body shots linger. Mhm. Nice and it just there. the the aggression and it being effective like makes it hard to kind of judge against it. He's he's like a little pit bull. Yeah. Just going in there and, and continuing. And Ali to... keeps putting his head on the his hand on the back of his head. <laughs> Dude, that referee's getting so mad, his comb-over is going to start moving. <laughs> more punches. More punches. You know, I understand the rope-a-dope in the corner, but I tell you what, this is... This is this definitely is a Fraser round so yeah, far. 
And he now he's holding them. And Frazier's like, quit. Frazier's like, quit it. What is he doing? Are they are they gonna? It looked like they're when when you lead him in a wrestling in, oh, the, in pro wrestling and they he's calling him in and he, oh he just eats more bodies. Did shot. you see it? Did you see him? He like he like mushed him in the face and then he like told him to come come in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, huge left hand from Fraser. You see his Ali's head snap back on that. Oh good. Oh my God, they're yeah. changing combos. Holy uppercut, for Ali. This is, oh man, brutal. Referee, come on now. He's patting him on the back. <laughs> like, Frazier's pushing his hands down to land those body shots. It's like Lomachenko when he would slap, the, like, down punch their gloves to open their face, then hit them with an uppercut. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget against Jason Sosa when, he, when Lomachenko did like a downwards uppercut with his right hand to the top of the gloves. And then with the same right hand, swung it back around fast enough that he was able to hit him with a hook. Wow. What a round. <laughs> Frazier slap his hand down. Before <laughs> <laughs> I'm All giving 10-9. Right, I'm, I'm going 10-9 Ali. I'm going to go. I'm going 10-9 Frazier. I'm going the opposite. So did you say you paused first, it? Yeah. Because, uh, my they they went straight into the round. So let me know. Oh, when, uh... okay. All right. So we both have the fight forty eight forty seven, but we have it different. See, now we're getting a little uh, a little a little discrepancy. Yeah, I was I I looked up and it was immediately showing round six already. I'm like, oh okay, well we're getting no uh, interval here. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going down. The referee's arms are wide open. With <laughs> arms wide open. Now, is this a tw- is is this a scheduled twelve or fifteen round fight? That's a good question. Because didn't they use oh fight? sorry start? I oh, forgot. Okay. I'm like, all right. Yeah, start one it. third of the. Okay. He keeps grabbing. Oh, the ref, the ref backhanded Ali's hand. Get off of him. <laughs> Get off of him. Oh, my God. Oh, hook by that, Frazier puts Ali in the corner. Bomb. No one puts Ali in the corner. <laughs> Except for himself. Oh, my God. Frazier is throwing bombs. Oh, hit, hit him hard again, getting him in the corner. Like. Ali's landed a lot of good punches, but I just I feel like Frazier's doing damage. Yeah. I feel like I feel like Ali's not hurting him. And that's the worst thing. Because if he's if he's not scared of him, what's gonna make him stop coming? His mom. That in- <laughs> Ali throws a right hand and Frazier did like a a arm over the other arm and like Air pushed his hand away. I've never seen that before. <laughs> Look at that. He's doing like crazy sideways block, like building like a wall and move it. But oh my gosh, he's bodying him again. Yeah. So oh, this, is, um, this is a this is a fifteen round fight. Yeah, I heard the guy say we're a third of the way done with the scheduled fifteen rounds. <laughs> Could you imagine going fifteen rounds? Oh my gosh. 
I I don't want to with some of the heavyweights we have now. Could you imagine <laughs> if that Junior Fa Craig Lewis fight went an extra three rounds? Oh man, they would. Be, them, they both would be dead. Yeah, but one of them might go into cardiac because he's so tired. They both would have just like. It would have been a draw because they both would have just been too tired to continue, and they both would have just like stopped fighting. They quit on the stool together. Do you want to quit? Yeah. What an <laughs> uppercut by Frazier. Dominic Brazil. Could you imagine seeing him go fifteen? That was gonna be my suggestion. I was, I was thinking, where? Excuse me. Wait, what a dog! I'm too hard. But I was thinking the same thing. Like Dominic Brazil, I could see just lumbering around the ring for fifteen rounds. <laughs> I showed uh, I showed uh, Isaiah the that Wilder knockdown where that dude was like running in place and punching in the air. Yeah, <laughs> I don't it know why so I thought funny. about that. <laughs> so how was St. Patty's Day? I was. It was pretty fun. It was. It was long. It was long. Yeah, Maybe man, I don't, I don't go out like that no more. Yeah, we got we got downtown. All right, I'm pausing up at round seven again, just so you know, because it they don't they don't okay. like uh, letting the breaks happen. I think we got downtown about shit. I don't know three thirty, and I think I didn't get home till like one. Oh man. I gave uh, I gave Frazier that round. By I did way, as round well. Six. I got it fifty eight fifty six for Frazier. What do you got at fifty seven all? Yep. Yeah, at midnight we went to up to uh, uptown, and then I think we went to up down at like one a.m. or so. So it was a, it was a long long same. Oh, unpause it. All right, we're unpause around seven, ladies and gentlemen. We are. Almost to the halfway point of this banger of a of a war. Uh, I got Fraser up four two on the cards. Eliza has it an even fight. Fraser no. Fraser's just he's blowing me away. Little yeah. great combo from Ali. Oh, Frazier back to the body. Shout out to the ref and his mustache. That guy definitely, oh my God. That guy definitely was in Boogie Nights. Speaking of this fight, though, like a big a big thing about this fight is that it took place in the Philippines. The nickname of the fight was the Thriller in Manila. Maybe a young, maybe a little Manny Pacquiao was influenced by this fight before he even was, before he was even born. <laughs> How old is Pacquiao? He's got to be around our age, maybe a little older. I'm gonna look in Quezon City. Yeah, in my head, I'm going. I couldn't remember. I was like, "Is this the thrill in Manila, or was, the, or is this the Rumble in the Jungle?" And then I, Rumble in the Jungle, jungle was, with George Foreman. 
Yeah, okay. That's what I thought it was, was the Foreman one. Those are way cooler names for fights. Now it's like... Undisputed. Unfinished business. (laughs) Yeah. The O has got to (laughs) go. Ooh, Ali's... Sticking to the outside, but Frazier backs him in the corner. Frazier, oh, nice. Ali was some good. Ali's throwing some nice combos, though, right now. Yeah, he is. Uh, Manny Pacquiao. I think he's starting to sense that Frazier may be getting a little tired. Uh, Manny Pacquiao uh, is 39. He was born in 1978. So, yeah, he was, he wouldn't have seen this fight. Maybe his mom told him about it as a young boy. His Wikipedia picture, he is so happy. (laughs) Wow. So, BoxRec has Manny Pacquiao listed as the fourth greatest pound-for-pound boxer of all time. Wow. All right, so it looks like they're actually showing the in-between part of the round here, finally. Okay, so the round just ended for me, so. Um, I'm going to give that round to Ali. Yep, Ali round for me, too. I got it 67-66, Frazier. I have like, it Frazier 60... landed up. I have Ali up by one now. So see, you got it 67-66. And Frazier was landing some good shots, but you could tell... You could tell Muhammad Ali was getting comfortable and yeah. uh, was started to become an aggressor. Gosh, he looks spent from those body shots, though, in the corner right here. Yeah, he does. That dude is going to have some Jose Uzcadegui Uz- blood in his urine <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> round, uh, round Kobe, or round Timu here. Round eight. <laughs> Round eight. Bang. Don't penetrate. Whoa, that could be the name of uh, of your fight in the Philippines. What? Round eight. Don't penetrate. (laughs) In the in the main event, we'll see Elijah Neal take on this man. Oh fuck, Aaron! (laughs) If you're gonna do it for the boxing fans, did you got Ali? Frazier's answering, but I don't know what if it how much it's doing. Yeah. Look at him just snap these punches on Frazier. Wow, Frazier with a big left hook. That that got Ali to stop punching for a second. Oh, he was ready for that one. Oh, he's punishing Frazier. Oh my God. <laughs> Man, he just hit him with like five or six punches in a row. Frazier went for that big hook again. Oh, man, that was a great jab by Frazier. Like, they turned the camera perfectly. Now Frazier has Ali up against the ropes again. Ali's pants are going to come off. Yep, you can see his his, his, uh, guard. (laughs) Like, he... 
he gets back in the locker room and, for, and somehow only has one sock. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? This is yeah, this is a hell of a war. Oh, freeze! You know this. Did you know this fight also? It wasn't a title fight. I don't believe. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember seeing any titles. To begin, oh, it is a title fight. Have you? Oh, is it uh, okay? Yeah, the the ESPN Classic screen just said 1975 heavyweight title fight. Oh, okay, it's actually <laughs> okay. I thought I thought it wasn't. I one of his. One of Ali's later fights was like a super fight, but it wasn't like a title fight. But I just can't, I can't remember which one. Did he ever fight Ken Norton, or was that yeah. too late? Did he? Okay. No, he fought Ken Norton. Jeez. Ugh. Frazier is putting some work in. Yeah. Ali, like, oh my gosh. This round has been so entertaining. I was I f- totally forgot about that Ali barrage earlier in the round. He's just this muffing the hard, hell out of him. This is a hard round to score. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Oh, I, I'm, I'm giving this to Frazier right now. They're like, wait a minute. But I'll, gosh, I got to get my pause ready in case they don't they don't break. Are they okay? I got to pause. I'm paused at the nine again. Okay. Holy. Sh- okay. I think I know where I'm going on this. Yeah, we're going to go this route, even though I... Another round where I just... I, I, I'm i going even. Even? Is that a thing? Yeah, you can go even rounds. Did Gotti Ward even get an even? I don't know, but I've heard of I've heard of rounds being called even. Um, I gotta, I gotta give it to somebody. I'm gonna give it to Ali, just because of that, that 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 barrage early in the round. As much as Frazier was putting heat on, I, I gotta give it to one because I don't, I don't want my scorecard to have something controversial at the end. That's. I will say one thing that I do like about having 15 rounds as opposed to 12. Is it's a good way to avoid draws. Yeah. Because you can't go six six. Yeah. Um, now obviously if there's a drop or anything. In that rest yeah, of arms. So, so here just so you're more clarified, if a judge deems around completely even both fighters receive ten points. Nice. So. Okay. I I just don't think I've ever seen it, that's what I was asking. Round nine. On pause. Right. The ref just gets out of the way after he separates him to go push that dude out of the ring. <laughs> Araneta Coliseum. This ref has got some quick hands, though. He gets in there and rips Ali's arms off of Frazier and jumps right back out. <laughs> the stash is cracking me up. <laughs> this dude's tight. He's like, stop, get your hands off his head. He like keeps like pulling his hand like he keeps like slapping Ali's hand off his head. Great little backpedal from the ref. Uh very Steve yeah. Willis like. Steve Willis is like how I would hope I would be if I was a boxing ref. 
Ooh, he loves like the facial expressions he makes are hilarious. <laughs> that that video that we were tagged in, I can't remember who tagged us, but I think Kyle. You, yeah, I think it might have been Kyle. Where where it was just like Steve Willis enjoying his job. <laughs> yeah. The punch that Terrence Crawford landed on Hank Lundy, his face, he's just like, Um, For those of you listening live, uh, if it does cut out for you, this show will be podcastable on Radio TuneIn, Google Play, Stitcher, and on iTunes uh, after it finishes. Uh, But if you are still listening, uh, it may carry over. We're going into overtime here. We're going to the championship rounds as they say in the boxing, and we're going to finish this fight for you guys. Um, block talk. He did usually in <laughs> slapping the hand off. They, uh, block talk's been good about not kicking us off if we go over our two hours. We, me and it's Alex also... went, went uh, two, two hours and 53 minutes last Monday. Wow. And uh, the whole thing, Demetrius was able to listen to the whole thing. Why does that work? That's awesome. It seems like we're not getting like kicked off for like technical reasons as much as we used to as well. Yeah, it's it's been running well. I'm I'm pleased. The I'm tape on Ollie's gloves are loose. Yeah. I'm surprised that he hasn't brought <laughs> how much of it is it is it the the ref's fault for slapping his hand away? Yeah, maybe. Get your hand see he just did it again. He's like <laughs> Ooh, nice two-piece. Ooh. This is another tough round. Yeah, I think I have Frazier right now winning this round. <laughs> he did it. The ref did it again. He like, come he on. Kind of like, stop. He did it again. <laughs> wow, hell of a round. I got to make sure. Oh, I got to pause. Because uh, they Frazier. went so fast, they, they didn't even show me. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go ten nine Frazier as well. I got it eighty six eighty five right now. Hell of a fight. Hell of a fight. I am loving every minute of this. Eighty five, boom. So I got two, four, one, two, three, four. Yeah, I got Frazier up five to four in this this fight. This is great. I can't believe these guys are still throwing like this too as as heavies. There is no slowdown. Gave him the smelling salts. <laughs> Who did? Uh, Ali's trainer. That's He's like, tight. oh. Have you ever have you ever had a smelling salt in front of your face? Yeah, it's not pleasant. I've I've never. Round ten. Unpause. What is it like? Does it wake you up as much as it should? Yeah, and it. Makes your nose like feel on fire. It's gross. <laughs> Did you get like laid out or something and had to do it? No, I just no like we had like a first aid kit at a job I had, <laughs> and someone someone dared me to like open it up and smell it. I'm like okay, and I did it. I it almost like knocked me over. <laughs> I was like when you said. Uh, we had a first aid kit before you even said the the place or anything about it. I I knew it was going to be a great story. <laughs> <laughs> do you, would you remember what your what your place of employment was when this happened? I don't remember where it was. 
trying to figure but, out how young you were. <laughs> what? Going through your job history, I'm like, I wonder how old he was. I was in my 20s. Like, I was in my, like, really, I was in my early 20s. I just can't remember where it was, but, man, was it was. Maplewood at Toys R Us? Ollie's. No, it wasn't at Maplewood Toys R Us. Maybe it was when I was working at Cintas. But, uh, man, Ali just landed some, a combo. And then now Frazier is, like, trying to pull his pants down. (laughs) Ali's, it's, uh, oh. The rest moves his hand off his head again. Oh, man. I'm surprised he hasn't taken a point. I know, because he looks like he's getting really annoyed. I bet you he knows how close the fight is. Yeah. You know, if he takes a point, you know, then if he loses by one, now the ref goes, well, or the people do, well, if the ref didn't take a point, well, but the ref also is doing his job as he's warned him 400 times to stop doing this. Yeah. Now he just muffed him with his forearm. (laughs) God, I have Frazier winning this round so far, but now, ooh, now I like now Frazier's got him back in the corner again. Ooh, God, that that hook that Ali just hit him with. <laughs> ooh, to me, Ali seems to be landing like the cleaner punches, like upstairs, like the sharper, like. Upstairs punches and the more like combination punching, but Frazier seems to be hitting him way more and kind of trapping him in the corner and hitting him to the body a lot more. It, it, Frazier, Frazier to me is is landing. Oh, great uppercut at the at the bell there. Yeah, I hope I got to pause again. All right, let me know when the round starts. <sighs> oh, I'm giving it to Ali. Yeah, I give that round to Ali too. Just because of the end. And I also look at, I've had a couple really close rounds where I didn't know where I want to go and I gave it to Frazier. Um, so after 10 rounds, I have it 95-95. I got I to gotta draw right now. Yeah. I got this 5-5. Five, five. This is fantastic. With my even round, I think Ali is up. Five, four. He had five, four in a draw, the draw round. Yeah. Oh, round starts. Didn't right. it didn't give me the it didn't give me the like number this time. Yeah. It just like all of a sudden just started. Yeah, they just like ran to the center of the ring. Like, all right, we want to fight. Yeah. Oof. Ali's got him in the corner. Oh. <laughs> Ali almost had him in the corner again, and then he hit him with that hook. Oof. So you've technically you know, given six rounds and uh, to five, counting the draw because of the draw, right? Yeah. Okay, oh, so you got Lord. this fight. Uh, you got this fight, ninety-six, ninety-five, Ali, just for yeah. your. Your numbers' sake, so we can we can compare numbers after. Yeah, you're 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 better at math than I am. 
Salty. I I I do it on my computer and live update. So like I'm like, all right. I had it, so when I had it like 85, I'm like, okay, I just change it or add 10 right now. <laughs> just keep yeah. the color at the bed. You know, this is kind of a kind of a funny thought to me, but and it's oh, like it's it's a different sport, but when watching Ali fight, you can really see that he really influenced Anderson Silva with the oh. way he like moves with the way he like moves his head and like kind of like doesn't really block a lot of punches, but he moves his head like out of the way and moves, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the he, whole like standstills with his defense. Yeah, like and he just kind of like moves his head like back, like he's in the matrix or something. And I, I think I think Sil- Silva said that Ali is like one of his like idols, and he kind of like kind of patterned his like striking kind of similar to Ali with his defense. He throws a lot of those like pitter patter type shots to kind of open you up too. Yeah, you know he'd throw those like loose arm jabs around, and then he'd come with like a huge windmill kick. <laughs> oh, God! Frazier is putting on punishment this round. Ali's got a nice flurry coming on now, but oof! Oh, oh my gosh! I was I was all. Oh my gosh, I, I, I don't even, I can't even speak. Like I was all like Frazier's dominating this round, and now Ali's just. Oh my, I don't know. Uh, this is, this round is insane. I can't, I can't. Oh my, what a hell of a round. Do I need to pause again or are they going to show the dance? All right, I got to pause again. Um, I'm going Frazier on that round. I'll, I have to go Frazier too. Um, 105-104 for me right now. Actually, this is a close fight. So now because of that tie, you got you to gotta draw right now, don't you? Yeah. Damn, that's insane. Did you have to pause it again? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, man, they're showing some slow down punches of Ali hitting Frazier. Woo. <laughs> and it, it, these are some of the hardest rounds I've ever scored. Yeah. <laughs> All I right. Um, round 12. All right. Gosh, this is <laughs> this is one of those things. Oh my God, Ali! These are one of those things. Like if this was like an indie wrestling match, the crowd would be chanting "Fight forever." Yeah. So, like, I've just pulled up something that says uh, Anderson Silva did say like that his counter striking and like defense kind of has like is really influenced by Muhammad Ali's style. Yeah, when you made that comparison, it totally shows with this. Here's here's an odd boxing one that maybe I'm maybe I'm a hundred percent wrong with, but how much Ali do you think Canelo watched? 
I'm not sure. I don't like. A, I don't never. Like I've never heard. Footed moving with not not. You know what I mean? Like the the standstill, impressive body movement and and head movement. It could be. I I've never heard Canelo like really say anything how like Ali's influenced him, but maybe he has. Like it, and I, I, I see a little bit of it. Like it's it's the same type of a defense that you just don't see, and it, and it could just be coincidental that his trainers saw how how good his vision was at moving his moving away from punches without having to you know waste energy running around the ring. But um, you know, you mentioned the the Silva thing, and it really got me thinking about guys that fight like this. Yeah, and, I I could I could see it. Man, Fraser's just like a like a pit bull, man. He just doesn't go away. They both look like they're starting to like get a little tired, though. But Ooh. Fraser just keeps coming forward. Ali, Ali did hit him with that. <laughs> yeah, as he was coming forward, Ooh. another hook, another. Oh God! Here, here's one thing I'll say too about this fight is I haven't seen like. Obviously, you know, take away the the main heavyweights that the big ones right now, but I haven't seen heavyweights land like shots like this. Like, it I feels have, like every punch is just the hardest punch in the world. Yeah, I have, but it was like long time ago, like when Lennox Lewis and Evander Holyfield yeah. and Riddick Bowe like were still around. Michael Moore, like guys talking- like that, were still around. Like, I'm talking but like, like recently? the Vladimir Klitschko era, not even like yeah. before the Vitaly one. All right, I gotta pause. I gotta pause. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you're you're 100 right with where I was. That that was what I was thinking. Like, you know, that era where guys where they were landing these shots. Yeah, you're watching but like Lennox fight a Seam Rockman. Yeah, like our era though, like the era like that's probably considered where we like know most know like most of our stuff about boxing. There, there. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's two different like worlds on how yeah. how, how the fights are. So and do you need me to tell yeah, you? Yeah, I had to pause again. You know, you you can attest a lot of it to the skill of Vladimir Klitschko. I think made people look so bad, but you also look at you know when other fighters were fighting each other, not named Klitschko. They were just it was. I mean, the heavyweight division sucked. And, yeah. You know, now thankfully we're in the round era thirteen. Where we got guys like Ortiz and Wilder who look like they look like boxers. It's you know you know what a lot of these heavyweights nowadays and in the last like ten years have looked like. It's like when you go to an indie wrestling show and it's and it's like out of shape dudes like me wearing a t shirt and I don't wear wrestling a t shirt. <laughs> you know, and you're like that guy. Why is like that guy looks like looks like shit. He doesn't look like a wrestler. He, you know oh, what I mean? Wow. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and I, I don't want to mention names, but there's certain wrestlers we've looked at, you know, you watch and you're like, that dude doesn't look like a wrestler. This looks like just two dudes pretending to be a wrestler. <laughs> like, that's how some of these heavyweights looked. It was like, it was just two fat guys going in the ring, just throwing punches and hug. They're hugging more than they're punching. Yeah. 
You know, whereas these guys, these guys are in the 13th round, which doesn't exist anymore. No, and, and they're like still, oh, the monsters <laughs> went flying oh, out. Oh, oh. Oh, that punch that he hit him with. Did you see his mouth? Oh, he used to go him. flying. Yeah. He staggered him with that left. See, nowadays, they'd, make, they'd stop it to put the mouthpiece in. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where that mouthpiece went, though, man. That thing went, like, flying <laughs> out of his mouth. Somebody it got might not, it might, it, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, man. He is... This, this is... One of the first rounds that I'm I'm not having struggles with. But Joe Frazier is still coming. He's and he's got like a hematoma on his forehead. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, look at that contusion over his left eye. The hematoma. Man, Joe Frazier is a tough son of a bitch. Whoa, staggered him. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Ali slipped. Looked like oh, he, he just tore his ACL. <laughs> that was like when Amir Mon, like somebody left a water bottle in the ring and he like stood on it and like tripped and then Jose Ramirez just punished him for a minute. Oh, wow. If I was a mom, I'd be pissed in my corner. How's that happen? In the second round. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. They, they like showed it and you could see him step on it and his foot buckled and then he looked down. And then Ramirez hit him with like seven shots. Wow. Ali, stop with the hands on the head. I'm not going to tell you again. <laughs> Frazier just stood there with his arms on his side like, all right, are you going to keep doing this? Oh. <laughs> he, he moved his hands again. He's like, yeah. He, he came with a oh, big hook at the end of the round. Yeah. Man, the referee shot him and held his hands up like a field goal. I think I have Ollie up two rounds now. But, um... Maltzcar just got man. thrown back in the ring. All right, I don't have to man. pause this round. Okay, if... If you were to take a shot for every time that the referee um, had to, like... I would have passed out by round three. Yeah, we would be... We would probably be being rushed to the hospital for alcohol poisoning. Oh, did you see all that blood... Out of his mouth, that Frazier just spit out. Oh shit! They they started the round for me. All right, I'm, you gotta let me know when the round starts. They, okay. I thought they were gonna show the highlights, they didn't. Um. Damn, I'm I, uh, apparently I'm an idiot. Did you? Did you? My math is round fourteen. All right. I'm going to have to tally up my card here because I'm 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 50, 50. Yeah, so that makes sense. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. Okay, there we go. I figured out what I did wrong. All right. I, I got confused when I saw numbers in the in the 120s. I'm like, what the hell? doesn't make sense. A 6-6 six, six even fight is 114-114. How am I at 124 on something? And then I was like, oh yeah. We just finished the 13th round. <laughs> <laughs> now Frazier's bodied him hard. Yeah. 
Did did Ali did Ali punch himself out at the end of that round? He's bouncing. Maybe that's fake bounce. Yeah, sometimes I always wonder, like, how many times are they are these guys just doing that to look like they're not tired? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Oh, that right by Ali. Yeah. Well, he had he had double slapped both hands that time. <laughs> Dude looks like a distant relative of Pacquiao. Stop! Stop! <laughs> stop it! Ooh. Then, then again, I realize they are in the Philippines. They could be from the Philippines as well. That that left to the body shut Ali down for a second. He he looked. Oh, I don't know how they, these guys haven't fallen over. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. Frazier is in big trouble oh. right now, I think. Yeah. He just wins, too, right there. He is getting pummeled. Oof. See, this oh, is another man. round where I had it going one way, and then now it just got swayed. Yes. Bink, bink. Put it down. Give. <laughs> oh. Ollie's giving out... Popeye's chicken this round. <laughs> Ooh, Papa. Two piece and a biscuit. Did you see that lunge by uh yeah. Frazier? He totally missed. Yeah. He used his R2 and circle and missed. Ali is landing at will right now. That uh, look at that hematoma. Oh. That was the only thing I forgot when we were talking about the top rank fights. Wow, that I gotta see if I gotta pause it here. Ali looks like uh, he's like ready to pass out. Yeah, he is. Frazier, for whatever reason, even though his face is messed up, doesn't look like he's tired. No. They're hitting him with the smelling salt. He doesn't look too happy. He keeps moving his head away. It's like when you when I. Uh oh. Uh oh. I think something's going on. Something's going on here. Oh wow! Stop it! Stop it! Wow! Yeah, cause that Bob Arum, or is, that guy looks like an actor. One of those actors that plays like, old, like the guy who played Mickey. <laughs> Merges Bear, Bear, um, Meredith. Burgess Meredith. I almost said his name like with the <laughs> letters reversed. Burgess I'm Meredith. tired. What are they doing? Man, they got to air him out. Ollie looks like he's going to die. Oh my gosh, what, look at him. We probably got bum rushed by all those people and he, all that heat and air that got taken away. Yeah. Holy cow. So I, I gave the 14th to Ali. Yeah. I think I um, had so, Ali winning by three. So I, I had the fight 134-132. I had Ali two, four, five, six. I had eight. I had eight to six, Ali, going into that. 
Yeah, I think wow. I was about. Yeah. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a tremendous, tremendous fight. I am glad that we decided to watch an old fight like that. I wonder what the cards were for this. Like, I wonder if there's any way to look. Let me see. Muhammad Ali. Oops. You could just put Thriller in Manila. uh, Thriller in Manila, like, fight card. Joe Fraser 3. Yeah, let me try that. Scorecard. All right. Scorecard. People did their their own scorecards, it looks like. Man. Um, I'm looking at a scorecard. What is this? I don't know who the heck this person is, but he's on some boxing website. They had it 134-132, same as I had. Same as same as you you had. Let's see. They gave Ali and Frazier the first two rounds. As that's what we did. Third went to, or I mean to Ali. Third went to Frazier. Um, fourth to Ali. I went Frazier. Uh, next two for Frazier, then Ali. The next three, they gave Frazier three in a row, and then they gave Ali the last three, or last four. That makes sense. Wow. So they, I mean those fights were those rounds were so close. Yeah, yeah, I mean this fight was tremendous. Oh, here we go. Official judging: Carlos Padilla had it one thirty six to one thirty. Raleigh. Yep. Alfredo Quizon had it one thirty seven to one thirty two, and then Larry Nadang had it one thirty six one thirty two. All so there had to have been, there had to have been ten ten rounds like crazy in there then. Yeah. Because I if if our scores are one thirty four one thirty two and somebody has one thirty seven one thirty two, that's three rounds that Ali won that Frazier couldn't have won. So it should have been one thirty seven to one twenty nine. Yeah. Wow. Unless I just suck at doing math too. 10, no, you're 20, pretty good 30, at that. 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 9, 18, 27, 36, 45, 9, 18, 27, 36, 45, 54. Yeah, so they did have, there was a few, t- three, 10, 8, 10, 10 rounds there. That's awesome, man. Hell of a fight. I'm glad we watched it. Um, yeah. Uh, what, have we, what have we got on tap next week? I think I don't. I can't remember if there's any fights next week. Yeah, that's what I was. Or, no, gonna, or maybe up. there's, or maybe there's like a. Is it the Frampton so, fight next week? Um, might be the plan. I I apologize for for our sudden silence. I mean, if you watch that fight with us, you know that that's trying to get your bearings back to close the show after watching that is a little hard. So I do apologize, yeah. <laughs> but so, that's just so many. So many inner monologues going on. Gosh. So Thursday night on ESPN2, we have Thursday night fights. Um, Keandre Gibson, a gentleman that we mentioned earlier, is fighting Eddie Gomez. And then in the main event, we get uh, Fernando Vargas against Ryan Garcia. Better not be ferocious, Fernando Vargas. (laughs) With the little tips. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll we'll talk that. 
Uh, March 24th, next Saturday, we have Jose Martinez against Alejandro Santiago on ESPN, along with Joshua Franco against Lucas Fernandez. Those could be some... I've never heard of any of those guys, so I'm kind of intrigued to see how that goes. Oh, HBO, there's going to be a card, too, on um, the 24th. It's going to be Dylan White and Lucas Brown. And then I think Frank Buglioni versus Callum Frank Johnson. Frank Buglioni? Yeah. For his British title, lightweight. Dillian White. Derek, Derek Chisora's uh, got an undercard fight, but doesn't say who. That guy's still fighting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. He was he was in some pretty stinker of fights. Like, some pretty bad, like, boring, like, terrible fights he's been in, involved in some. When, uh, oh, maybe it's in April. Um, I thought there was that double header with, um, Clarissa Shields and then Christina Hammer, but that might maybe, maybe that's in April. Yeah. Cause they were, they were going to fight on the same card as each other. Um, so I mean, yeah, we, we got some, whoa, I for, April 13th, man. I forgot about that. The Jamal James fight in, uh, Minneapolis here. What? Uh, that that Minneapolis FS1 show with Jamal James. Yeah. Uh, we're we're trying to get credentials to it to cover it for you guys, but the lady sent Elijah a blank email. You know, I like I, I like I kind of looked at in the like sender thing, and I think the reason why it was blank is because she like kind of closed circuited like circuited it to someone else. So I think she like basically like. On the email that she sent me back, that was blank. I think she sent my email, like, to maybe someone who could like get me media credentials. So oh, I'll, so I think that's what's going on with that. But hopefully, someone gets back to me. If not, and we can go. with another one. Yes. <laughs> um, otherwise, a bunch of fights coming up in April. But uh, we're 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 kind of. Yeah, Ryota Ryota Murata's fight in April fifteenth on ESPN. That's tight. Um, we're gonna we're gonna put you out of our misery as we're we're slow fading bantering, but uh, we'll catch you guys next week. We'll have some some news, some some uh, fight results from those two ESPN uh, shows, and then also uh, we're gonna give you each uh, an up and comer prospect that you need to keep your eyes on, and also uh, a retired from the past guy that kind of. In lieu, in lieu of uh, this Ali Frazier, something somebody you should go out of your way and fight. So we're each gonna or watch their fight. So we'll give you one from each of the categories, uh, one more time just for good measure. Oh, oh Aaron, Liza, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for sticking up late night. Glad we watched that fight. We will catch y'all next week. Danny Account, Sockstyle Media. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra-strong trash bags. Always at an ultra-low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. They're our best bags yet. And they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head-to-head. So you'll be... Happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra-strong with Arm & Hammer Odor Control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. 
Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Time to switch to hefty, ultra strong trash bags. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. There are best bags yet, and they cost less than Glad Force Flex were sold head to head. So you'll be happy, happy, happy. Hefty, ultra strong with Arm and Hammer odor control. Available at Sam's Club. Hefty, hefty, hefty. 